good Tuesday afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this live edition of Great Quarter Gals here at the Future of Supply Chain. I'm your host, Kaylee Nix. With me in person for the second time in our partnership is Grace Sharkey. Grace. I forgot about that. It's, it it's only been twice. It's just twice. That's insane. I love it. This <laughs> has been just the best, honestly, the best, but craziest like two days of my life here at the Future of Supply Chain. Yes. And this is icing on the cake to do this yeah. with you. A nonstop movement. I don't know why I'm wearing a heel right now, but we're making it through and I can't stop meeting new people and, and seeing these faces that we've seen over Zoom for the past so many years. And, and you as well. Finally, we have to hang out in person and it's been an absolute blast. I know. We hung out that uh, second or the second episode I think that we did of Great Quarter Gals yes. in the Freightwave Studio, and that was absolutely a blast. But really, nothing beats the conference air, right? I can't no. believe we have this incredible audience with us here today. We've got you guys watching at home, and we wish that everybody watching at home was with us here in Rogers, Arkansas. But you know what? This is just a lead up to our next live event, which is going to be future or not future supply chain. That's where we are. F three <laughs> in Chattanooga in November, which is going to be bigger, better. And just great. Uh, I, I've been excited for over a year now, right? And uh, personally, I've been to Chattanooga once. And the one time I was there, multiple people knew exactly what Freightways were, was. And it's I can't wait for the town to really experience what we're experiencing here today. So we are almost done with our content here at Future of Supply Chain. We've got a couple more fireside chats going on in the general session. We're here. I think we've got loaded and rolling. We've got Freightonomics and we've got with Sonar with us after us. Mm -hmm. But I want to know so far, what has been your favorite part? Who have you met that you've loved to talk to? Who have you watched? Who have you heard speak? Tell me it all. Well, uh, I, I did a talk with Gaddick, which I was really excited about because I've been a big fan of their leadership team. I've met them at a different conferences so far this year and really love what they're doing with a middle mile and, and creating an autonomous type of technology that's actually deployable, right? And it's mm -hmm. proven results and it's safe for, for what it's trying to change. So that was really great. I also really liked Billy Bean's speech uh, and more so on the early adopter of, of using data in your business, right? The fact that he... No one else in their space was using data to make decisions and they didn't really need to, right? He brought up the fact that no, no baseball team's gone bankrupt yet, but he never even once thought it was odd to do the, the moves that he did. And I think when you think of freight waves, you think of sonar, it's the same type of energy, right? We want to be the early adopters. We want to make sure that people understand what this is here for and how data can really help improve and scale your business. Absolutely. Moneyball is one of my favorite books. I read that book, I think, when I was maybe 13 years old. Well, like Brad Pitt, too. Well, right? I, yeah, well yeah. I watched the movie afterwards, yeah. but I read that book first. <laughs> I was like, this makes so much sense. Like, always been a big baseball fan. And getting to hear the story of Billy Bean and then getting to meet him in person is just, it's so smart. And yeah. it makes total sense when you think about how you do it. And it makes me wonder why more sports teams aren't handled like a business yeah. or why more business people don't take the thought of putting the fun of sports into yeah. it. And you see, it goes both ways. Yeah, let's say football's starting to use it a little bit more and more. But it's, again, it's that early adopter mentality. And what I think is really impressive about him is he's so humble in the thought process, right? Like you could kind of carry yourself like I was the first to really do this. And for him, it was like, why was no one else doing it this whole time? Absolutely. It was just, just kind of there. Just kind yeah. of there. <laughs> Good stuff. So you've got on your JB Hunt 360 hat. We've got to talk about this hat. It's blinged out. Yes. It's got the bright blue with it. JB Hunt 360 is our headline sponsor of this event. <laughs> They've got their home here in Northwest Arkansas. They welcomed me into their home last week during our road trip to Northwest Arkansas. Could not say enough amazing things about the campus. Also gorgeous. 
And tell me about the hat. Let's get the backstory. Uh, so I do the Sirius XM radio show now. Uh, you guys can catch it on the Road Dog channel, 146, every day from 5 to 7. I'll be running to that as soon as we get done with this. And uh, <laughs> uh, they were the headline sponsor of the Sirius show right next to us at Matt's. And I am a bird that cannot stay away from anything bejeweled or bedazzled uh, from my nails to clearly the top of my head. And I saw it from a mile away and I sprinted over there. Uh, as the incredible salesman as they are, they did make me do a demo. And I said, <laughs> yes, please, anything for this hat. And I got it. And it's uh, when we talk about swag, when we talk about equality and swag, right? We need more of this type of stuff in this industry. So everyone, yeah, taking note out there, get your hats bedazzled because the ladies want them. I'm going to think about that, right? Like everybody at Freight Waves, the future of supply chain, everybody got that trucker hat in their swag bag. It was, it's a staple of it. It's got the blue trucker hat, the blue Freight Waves on it. <laughs> But we should have had a bedazzling station. Yeah. People ask me if I bedazzle. I go, no, 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 no. JB360 is well beyond their time. They, they bedazzle it for me. And this is literally <laughs> a representation of a shining star in the industry. Yeah, exactly. Quite, quite literally. <laughs> so we're going to move into our interview today. And we've got Shelly Simpson with us, who I know, Grace, you and I, when we started this show back at the beginning of this year, we went through this iteration <laughs> of like... Who do we want? Like, if we could sit down with some dream guests, we're going to build a list, almost like a vision board, right? Uh, and we manifested this. And we manifested this. Well, over because, and over again. Yeah. You know, <laughs> as I'm sure that you guys caught during her industry keynote, Shelly Simpson is someone that has showed leadership through J.B. Hunt, through her career, and has just brought the company forward and takes care of the people, which is an absolute pillar of J.B. Hunt and their success. And that's someone that I look up to in my personal life and in my professional life. And it's just... I. I couldn't see this show being a show without a presence like hers. Yeah. I, uh, during my experience in this industry, I've worked with uh, employees entry level to executive level and helping push together a technological advancement. And it's tough. It's a tough culture to build. And to do that as a female in the industry is extremely incredible. And so... Yeah, we fangirl over her every <laughs> single episode. Everyone, you can go back to the little episodes. You can catch them all on Freightways TV live or tv.freightways.com. Yeah. But um, uh, incredible leadership. And uh, we finally are going to get this chance, huh? So, Shelly, we've got to say thank you, first off, for coming <laughs> on the show. Thank you for being our industry keynote yesterday to start off the day for the Freightways Future of Supply Chain. It's an honor to sit at the desk with you. Yes, well, <laughs> would you tell my kids that somebody thinks... <laughs> yes, please. Send me their address. Uh, we will I'm let them so know. happy. And I'm so happy that it's called Great Quarter Gals. I'm like, that is right. When I was sitting there yesterday, I, I remember it was like 8.30. And I looked around the room and I was like, where are the female leaders? I know there are great females that we just need to help see that supply chain is a fantastic industry to be in. It's one of the reasons I talked about our work with the University of Arkansas. It's like, we really can do it. We just have to show them like what is possible. But look at all the different, um, you don't even have to have a degree. But if you have a college degree, there are plenty of degrees sitting inside our organization that this is a great industry for uh, really anybody. So I'm excited to be here. I love the hats. So yeah, you surprised to. me with the hats. I, so know. I was like, yes. <laughs> I, I told her that I have a pink one in my office that's bedazzled. That's incredible. That's incredible. I love that point about visibility because it's a buzzword in supply chain right now, right? We talk about visibility of your freight, visibility of your shipments, but visibility of your people and your representation really matters. 
to. And when we took over Great Quarter Gals, that was kind of the founding ethos behind this is that we want to provide some visibility to the ladies who are doing incredible things in our industry who sometimes maybe get a thankless job or they're doing it and they say, you know what, you're doing great. Keep it up. And that's all that they get. So can you talk about how as leading people in culture with J.B. Hunt, that you strive for that visibility of your people who are making those changes, whether they're female or not, but elevating them by making them feel seen? Well, I talked about this yesterday and being founded by a driver for drivers, there is no one that we could focus on more that is, uh, you know, solo in the truck by themselves than our drivers. And so when you think about how do you recognize the people that really are doing great work, you start in the cab of the truck. You know, two thirds of our 35,000 people, so nearly 25,000 of our people are professional truck drivers. They're behind the wheel every day and they're actually the face of our customers. They see our customers way more than we see ourselves. So I think Mr. Hunt really instilled that from the very beginning um, inside our organization. Then there's so many great leaders that have made sure to keep, you know, that traditional life. So whether it's a truck driver, someone in maintenance, you know, one thing that I love every day, now that I get to lead on the people side as well, every day I get a notification of everybody that has a 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 year career inside the organization. And you would be amazed at how many people that are sitting in the Chicago terminal or is they're at um, East Brunswick, New Jersey in our maintenance facility or they're at our corporate campus or wherever they're at, it takes all 35,000 of us. So I think just recognizing people to say, hey, happy anniversary. You have built something great, not just for today, but our future generations. I just want to say happy anniversary. It, they say, oh, oh my gosh, because when we're all, you know, I'm one of 35,000, they get to sit here and talk to you. But if you could actually bring every single person here and sit them in the seat, I think you get a different perspective. But every single person's job is critical to the work that we do. And when we can recognize them, even in those small events to their biggest events, I think it just changes the culture and changes the community that we live in at J.B. Hunt. Yeah, I even see you down to like social media, like constantly liking employees of all levels, posts and commenting. And I think that really exposes the culture that you've built. And I'm, I guess I'm interested from your experience, uh, what mentors or what have you learned on your trip to where you are now? And and what advice could you give women who are looking to kind of go up the ranks as well? Because that's one thing that we've investigated in the past on the show is that while we see numbers going up, right, they're just not going up in the more C-suite executive level roles? Uh, well, I can only there? speak for myself. Yeah. So, um, you know, part of my opportunity was confidence and actually, you know, meeting my husband, David, while I was at work having children and then just trying to figure out, can I really be a great wife, mom, and um, do great in my career? And I think confidence, talking to somebody that's already done it is so important because all those thoughts that I had were real. And when somebody said, oh, you'll get over that. No, I never got over it. Like, no, I just have to learn um, that the emotion is okay. And and I don't have to put my family behind J.B. Hunt. And so I'm really clear um, just in total as to what my priorities are. My faith is first. My work 
is actually third behind my family. So faith, family, work, and community. I, you know, community is really important. And so when I think about, okay, what is important to you? One of my very first mentors in the organization actually sat about this close, Kaylee, to them. It was my first day on the job. And I remember turning around and spinning and saying, what in the world is this guy doing here? He's a management trainee. I don't want to stay in a trucking company. But for some reason, he came here and he coached me. And I loved that because I'm like a sponge and he was coaching me along the way and he let me learn things that weren't in my wheelhouse, if you will. That gave me confidence, but I found that as my first trusted advisor uh, along with the salesperson that I worked with. So they invested in me. And I always say this, look for somebody that's investing in you. Don't look for a mentor, look for a sponsor. Who is sponsoring you? Who is the person that will stand up and say, you know what? I really believe in Shelly Simpson. And I know that she's never led a business segment, but I think she could start a brokerage business for our company and we're going to put her in that. And I think that it's people like that along the way in your path, but you have to look for those. It is on us to go find them. So actually, I think my sponsor in the beginning sitting here in the room, that was Spencer Frazier. And I get to work with Spencer every single day. Spencer was a sponsor for me. He spoke up for me. I didn't even know what that meant at the time. But there are people along your path that if you don't ask, you don't get. Yes. So yeah. you need to be vocal about what you want. And maybe last thing, I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. I didn't know that um, my, all of my jobs I've had over the last decade, those jobs didn't even exist. So yeah. when somebody says, oh, what do you want to do? And you've been with the company for one year, three years, five years. I don't even know what those jobs are. Yeah it really comes down to like, what are you really good at? So Grace, I, I wanted to lead people and I love numbers. Go figure. My first management job was a pricing manager. Yeah. So I didn't need to go say, hey, there's this weird job over here. Do you think that would fit me? I just tell them, here's what I'd love to go do. Does that help answer? Definitely. Yeah, of course. So I sat at the TIA conference in the beginning of April last month. And I sat in at the ladies in logistics, the women in logistics lunch. And I was surrounded by a room of about maybe 110 women in a brokerage space, which I thought that's really incredible to see that number one. But number two, there were ladies represented from every single generation. There were people who had been there for 40 plus years in their career. There were women who were just starting off in their first brokerage job. There was me who started here at Freight Waves in the freight space a year and a half ago. Yeah. And one of the questions that came up in the discussion with our panelists that was there was what all of us are responsible for building the next generation of women into this industry. And what is it going to take to do that? We've got stats that are showing that more women are entering the transportation and logistics space, but they're finding a comfortable role in that entry to mid-level management and numbers of women in those senior managers and even C-suite roles are declining. So I want to know your thoughts about if it's the onus that's on us and our personal responsibility to get the next generation of women into the industry and how we not only get them in, but also get them to stay and develop. Well, let me just make sure I make this comment. They're not declining at J.B. Hunt. <laughs> I love that. You know, yes. we're, we're moving up. And I think it's a level of awareness and, and understanding as to, wait a minute, everyone can do this job. And when I talked about confidence, I remember I worked for Craig Harper, our chief operating officer at the time. I talked with him and he was amazing. He is awesome. <laughs> but you know what a champion he was? It was amazing what a champion he was for me personally, saying you could do it. He told me early, like, Shelly, you could go be a CEO at a company. I was like, me? What? Huh? <laughs> but it's that champion that has to happen, I think, um, just in general. But do we have a responsibility? Yes, you have a platform. 
You have a platform, Kaylee. Grace, you're on every night from five to seven. We have platforms that to whom much is given, much is expected. Yeah. So do we have a responsibility? 100 million percent yes. And and I have to tell you, yesterday I have twin girls. My last two in the house, you're a twin. Yeah. And they they didn't know that, Grace. There's two of us. So Uh-oh. they are 18 years old. My girls have gotten to live watching me grow up and try to be a great wife and mom and be really great to JB Hunt. And is it my responsibility to make sure that my children believe that supply chain is a great place to be? Absolutely. So you know what happens when my girls say, mom, what's a really great career or what, what should my major be? They were like, I was, I didn't know what my major should be. I asked my dad, I said, supply chain. I said, yeah, mom, can I come work at JB Hunt? That's us pushing to say there are really great companies. There might be a really bad experience somewhere, maybe even at JB Hunt. We haven't done everything right. We don't always do everything right. But it is our responsibility to help people see what a vision and a future can be. And maybe one thing I would say is this. Look at the culture of an organization. And the fastest way you see that is, number one, do the people stay? Yeah. Like, that's number one. If they're staying, okay, that's good. Are they a growing company? And number three, do you see them leaning into what inclusion means? Those three pieces will be great opportunities for anyone to thrive in any type of environment. So to me, whether it's in transportation or somewhere else in the supply chain, if you're looking for those three attributes, you're going to find success. So for my girls, I'm like, Oh, you need to be in supply chain. You're going to have a great opportunity because we're underrepresented. And I know how fantastic they are and how much they care about being really great at what they do. They're going to have a great opportunity if they select the right organization. I love that. And we are at the future of supply chain. And speaking of culture, you have been a huge piece of leading this technological revolution of JB to JB360, which, I mean, we have a whole other show of how awesome that is an asset, intermodal company is is even this far into technology that's working and so helpful for drivers. But part of that, and we're talking about earlier that uh, the people behind that need to understand their role in making technology work. And that can be very tough to do. Sometimes people think, oh, technology, there goes my job, or this might uh, limit the opportunities that I have. How have you built such a strong culture in your organization so the adoption of 360 truly pays off for shareholders? Well, the way we manage our entire organization is really by our whole executive team. And so for us, we meet as a leadership team on a regular basis, and we really have to find consensus on our idea set. Because when we're exploring these new concepts like JBN 360, I didn't come to the table or um, another leader come to the table and said, hey, we've got this great idea. Let's launch this next week. This takes a long time. And so number one, starting at the top to say, do we have consensus that no matter what part of the business that you're running, that do you really believe that we can go make this happen? Because remember, Grace, nobody had done it. No one. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we've got this really great idea. We really want to try it. But what if it fails? Okay. What if we don't do it? And it's going back and forth. You know, it took us a couple of years to really gain the right level of consensus. And once our leadership team got bought in, we hired the right um, leader to come and lead our technology space, Stuart Scott, who's our CIO now, who was totally invested in less disrupt for a better way to do business. But it's every one of our 10-person executive leadership team helping manage each one of our team members. Because it one thing that would be really easy 
Now think about this. We're not just a broker. We're not just an intermodal company. We're not just a trucker. We're all things combined. Yeah. So when you're staring at 25,000 drivers and they say, wait a minute, are you going to do 360 for other drivers? Yeah. We're doing 360 for all drivers. Yeah. So for us, rising tide raises all ships. When they can understand that we're going to have enough freight for you and for everyone, and we're going to create the most efficient transportation network in North America, they can get energized by that. And maybe last point to that. When you can start to help people, we do, we do a lot of this. We still have to do it. When yeah. you help people see, you're going to get rid of your monotonous tasks, things yeah. you don't like to do. And so we're not going to eliminate your job. We're going to grow. We're going to grow like crazy. Since the inception of JBN 360, along with intermodal dedicated final mile and all of highway services, our company's nearly doubled. And we believe JBN 360 has been part of the acceleration of that. It's incredible. And so I want to finish this up by talking about the future for JB Hunt, JB Hunt 360, and for you as well. JB Hunt 360 is celebrating its fifth birthday this yes, year. Yes. And as you mentioned, now you've got this milestone reached, which is incredible to see that hit. What is next on the professional goal, either from the JB Hunt 360 perspective or just company as a whole? Then I want to know what's on your goal list per personally. Oh, okay. Um, so it is just our fifth birthday. So we're babies. You know, we're just now going to kindergarten, so we're excited, <laughs> which means we still think we're just getting started. We have so many big ideas that we think we can bring to market. And part of that's like, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, you know, what that will look like. And although we're large in our space, we are tiny in the market. We think we can create so much value. We really believe we can be a $50 billion company by 2036. Now, that's an aspirational goal, but so is 10 billion. Mm -hmm, so is yeah. 14 billion. So is 20 billion. And we've hit, you know, those first two milestones or at least on our way to that. Um, you know, for us, we're going to continue to be mode agnostic and solve for our customers. We're going to create value every single day. And this is really important. Our customers always have a choice. It doesn't matter if we're the biggest. They always have a choice. And we always have to make sure that we drive value every single day. And so when we get big, it could be easy to get big in our britches. And you can't do that. You got to back up and say, I'm a startup. I'm hungry. I want to make sure my customers rave about me the same way that I rave about our own company. And then professionally, I love J.B. Hunt. Uh, you know, I want to work with really great people every single day and I want to make a difference. It's important to me to live out my mission statement. And JB, JB Hunt allows me to do that on a personal level. And every day when I wake up, I think about my personal mission statement. It drives me and wherever that takes me, I think I'm really happy. It's incredible. Uh, and I think it's it was the 50th anniversary, right? 60. 60, yes, right. Yes. So like 360. Yes. 60th. 60th. Yes. <laughs> how, how does the Hunt family feel of all the incredible work that's been done and seeing the fifth year of this and the 60th year of the well, entire company? So Grace, now you've hit on like lots of passion for me. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> you know, I have, I didn't get the opportunity to work with, um, with Mr. Hunt because he had just retired. But Mrs. Hunt has been on our board for a period of time and I've gotten to really know Mrs. Hunt. And at our shareholders meeting just a couple of weeks ago, I actually walked upstairs with her and um, she said, I want to see your office. And of course, I just took a big gulp. This is all by surprise. And I thought, oh my gosh, Mrs. Hunt wants to see my office. This is <laughs> Mrs. Hunt's office. I occupy Mrs. Hunt's office. Wow. So immediately I get emotional and I think, oh my goodness. And then I think, oh no, 
is she going to like how it's decorated? Does it look good? Is it cleaned up? What's it going to be like? And we walked in and just have to tell you this. When we walked in, she just slowly walked in and she looked all around what was happening. And I mean, I couldn't hardly stop from crying. So I'm sitting here thinking, I don't want Miss Hunt to think I'm weak. So I'm tough and I'm watching her, but memories are flooding. And she comes to the, she has a beautiful view of her in her office that I get to occupy. And she walks out there and I said, well, Mrs. Hunt, I want you to see this. And literally in front of that is my Mrs. Hunt table. It's a picture of myself with Mrs. Hunt and the truck that is signed from Mrs. Hunt to me personally. And she looked out that window and she sat right down and she just started telling stories and I called Brittany Davey who is our fantastic leader of marketing and said get somebody over here film crew quick (laughs) and she sat and told stories for an hour and a half of how proud she was of our company she oozes with pride every time she talks she says when she passes a JB Hunt truck she just can't get any more proud then, then she sees one every single day. So I could talk about her all day. She's an inspiration, not just to me, but every one of our 35,000 people and our future generations to come. Well, we take that as an invite that you have to come on again then. Right? I know, absolutely. <laughs> I, I just I got goosebumps from that story. I got goosebumps from that story. Michelle, we cannot thank you enough for being here, for FreightWaves Future Supply Chain, for being here on the Great Quarter Gals desk. This is something that we've been working for, dreaming about, honestly, for about five months now. So thank you for being here, for being our guest, and for oozing the passion that you do yes. for J.B. Hunt. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And Grace, before we go, we've got to say one big shout out to our sponsor of the Freight Waves TV stage. You got to slide it in there real quick. It's brought to you by Transcard and MasterCard bringing together Freight X. So thank you guys for the sponsorship of this Freight Waves TV stage. Obviously, we don't put on events like this without our sponsors like Transcard and like JB Hunt 360. So big shout out to both of you guys. Grace? Oh, are you um, excited? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm excited. We're speechless. We're speechless. I got to go, do the radio show soon. <laughs> I get to brag about how I just talked to Shelly Simpson. I'm overjoyed with emotion. Last time I was at a Freightways event, I was an employee of a different company. Here we are today. Oh, and, wonderful and time. It's coming 360 for you too. Yeah, full <laughs> Thank 360. you guys so much for being with us today. <laughs> Thank you, Shelly, one more time. We'll see you guys next Tuesday at three o'clock on Freightways TV. One, two, three.